Mark chapter 5. Our text for this morning is the verse 32. And he looked round about to see her that had done this thing. He looked round about to see her that had done this thing. Anyone who has a heart would surely sympathize and certainly feel sorry for the one of the rulers of the synagogue. That ruler being Jairus by name. And he and his wife have been blessed with a baby daughter. But that daughter was now 12 years of age. As we read in verse 42. And that dear child, loved by father and mother, had fallen seriously ill. Indeed, Jairus went to the Lord and told him, My little daughter lieth at the point of death. Jairus then said to the Lord, I pray thee, come and lay thy hands on her, that she may be healed, and she shall live. Verse 23. Hmm. Evidently, the Lord Jesus, of course, as his nature is, sympathized with Jairus. His heart went out to him and to his daughter. And we're told in verse 24, I love these words. In verse 24, we read, Jesus went with him. Can you imagine what it would have been like for Jairus? Making his way to his house alone. And upon arrival there, find his 12-year-old daughter, his only daughter, passed away. But he didn't have to walk that road alone. For we are told, Jesus went with him. Good to have the Lord to go with us in such trying times and circumstances. But as the Lord made his way to the house of Jairus, his journey was interrupted. Interrupted, we read in verse 5, it's verse 25, and a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years, this woman came to Christ. He's on his way to Jairus' house, but the journey is interrupted by this individual. Now is it interesting what we've just read? Jairus' daughter was 12 years of age. And this woman that we read about, whom the Lord described as having a plague, she had that plague for 12 years also. So when you think of it, when joy and happiness came into the home of Jairus at the birth of a daughter, at the same time, this dear woman began to suffer of a plague. In one house there was joy and happiness. In another house, there was sickness and sadness. And there was Jairus and there was this woman. Both of them perhaps felt that their need was greater than the other. Jairus could say, but my daughter's at the point of death. This woman could say, yes, but I've been ill for 12 years. 
my problem is worse than yours and Jeremy's could say oh but my problem's worse than yours both of them both of them knew that the only answer was to be found in the Lord Jesus Christ I wonder how Jairus felt when the journey back to his home was interrupted by this woman well to the Lord while they both had problems the Lord was able to meet the need of both of them whether one thought their problem their need was greater than the other mattered not to Christ no matter how heavy your burden is Christ is able to lift it no matter how great your need is Christ is able to meet that need no matter how far down an individual is in sin Christ is able to lift them up and rescue them no matter how bleak and dark the future may appear to be we read the sun of righteousness shall arise with healing in his wings so let us now consider what the Lord did for this woman and how he wrought a great change in her life that day that he turned and looked at her one did to notice first of all the woman heard about Christ the woman heard about Christ we're not told anything about this woman other than her affliction and so here we have then the person the person we're told that when the Saviour went with Jairus that much people followed him and thronged him much people thronged him and out of that throng out of that multitude came this woman to Christ to be healed as I said we're not given her name she's one of the many we meet with in scripture whom the Lord healed and yet we're not told what their name was they're just as it were nobodies they're just <coughs> did you like a face in the crowd that was certainly true of this woman ask anyone in that crowd who she was in all probability no one would have known her she was just a face in the crowd no one would have known her no one would really have cared about her and no one would have known anything about her affliction except that all those that were gathered there that day there was one who knew her there was one who knew her affliction and there was one who cared about her and that was Christ he understood and knew all about her but sure isn't that typical of the Saviour the Lord Jesus cares about the nobodies of this world again as we've said you go through the Gospels and the number of individuals the Lord healed they're not given their name they're nobodies you think of the man we considered the other week who was in the synagogue with a withered hand 
We're not given his name. But the Lord met with him and healed him. You think of the number of lepers. Those plagued with leprosy. We're just, they're just known by their affliction. For instance, a leper came to Jesus. Not told their name. But that didn't matter to Christ. For the Lord is as much interested in the nobodies of this world than others who are well known. And here this woman was a nobody. Again, you refer, you refer to the leper. Anyone who lived near where that leper was just mention his leprosy and they say oh I know who that is or that man with the withered hand you didn't need to tell ask people their name all you have to say well I know a man in a withered hand and his neighbor would say I know who that is they would be known by their affliction they would be known by that which set them apart you can apply that in another sense the third person has a filthy tongue they're always telling dirty jokes in the bad language you've only to mention that and they'll say oh I know who, that you're, who you're talking about I know that person where my wife and I lived when they got married there was a shopkeeper there and he was known for his foul tongue the foul language that came out of his mouth you don't need to mention that to the people of the town and the people of the town would know who you're talking about without even giving his name his foul tongue set him apart from others others are known for other things and that's what sets them apart they're recognized by how they live well Lord's able to save a man or a woman no matter how they live. Here was a nobody, here was this woman, and she had an affliction. And we're not told her name. But the Lord received her that day. In spite of her being just a nobody. Not only do we notice here the person we also see the poverty her poverty and what a sad sorry state this woman was in when she came to the Savior verse 26 she had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was nothing bettered but rather grew worse. What a sad state. Suffering 12 years with this plague, seeking for a cure, spending all that she had to find an answer to her problem, and she was nothing better, but rather grew worse. How would you describe that woman looking at what we have in the verse 26? Had suffered many things of many physicians, had spent all that she had and was nothing better but rather grew worse. 
I think there's one word you could use to describe her hopeless hopeless she had tried all the physicians spent all that she had over that 12 year year period for 12 years and yet was nothing better her state was hopeless she couldn't find an answer to her needs anywhere in the land until the Lord Jesus came upon the scene her state was hopeless physically but she simply typifies for us those who are hopeless spiritually what did Paul say ye were without Christ having no hope and without God in the world that sums it up isn't it ye were without Christ having no hope and without God in the world Ephesians 2 and 12 we could also add without Christ without God having no hope in the world yet and the world to come the person who is without Christ has no hope in this world or the world to come no hope no hope is this woman had no hope until she met the saviour so those who have are without Christ have no hope until they meet the saviour Christ is the God of hope Christ is the only one who can give her hope like this woman there are many they are without Christ but all they try different things in the world they try what the world has to offer to give them some joy, some happiness, some peace, some satisfaction. As the hymn writer has put it, they tried the broken cistern, but ah, the waters failed. And even as they stooped to drink, they mocked them as they wailed. But that's not all that the hymn writer said. He went on to say, Now none but Christ can satisfy none other name for me there's love there's life there's everlasting joy Lord Jesus found in me do you know the Lord today do you know Christ as Savior for if you know him not you are without hope in the world of the world to come could I say with the psalmist O oh, taste and see that the Lord is good blessed is the man that trusteth in him blessed where it makes happen taste and see that the Lord is good W.P. Nicholson said I could tell you how sweet honey is but you'll never know how sweet honey is until you taste it yourself I can tell you how sweet Christ is how good he is how soul satisfying he is but you'll never know until you taste of Christ yourself so we see then the person the poverty nothing better hopeless next we notice her path 
Here we see something about this woman which I would say was most commendable. Look at verse 27. When she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment. You might say, well, what's commendable about that? But look carefully at the words. We're told, when she heard of Jesus, came. When she heard about Christ, she came to him. She didn't waste any time. Upon hearing about Jesus, she responded by coming to him. Sure don't we know of those who've heard about Christ not once, not twice, a thousand times, and they've yet to come to him. Sad, isn't it? They've heard about Christ over and over and over and over again. They've been told all about him and what he's able to do for them. They've heard about Christ, but as yet they haven't come to Christ. But there's something else. The Lord Jesus that day was on his way to the house of Jairus. In other words, he was simply passing by. He wouldn't be staying there when that woman met him. He was only passing by on his way to the house of Jairus. And so this woman that she heard about Christ possibly knowing that he was only passing by she seized the opportunity and she came to him for that woman the Lord Jesus may not pass by that way again That would have been perhaps her one and only opportunity to come to the Savior and for the Lord to heal her. Perhaps just one opportunity and she didn't want to miss it. And so she came to Christ there and then. She heard of Jesus and she came. Oh, that others would learn from this woman. The day is coming when the Lord will pass by the sinner for the very last time. The last opportunity will be given. And the door of opportunity will suddenly close. The Lord will not pass by again. Notice when she heard and heard of Jesus came in the press behind him. The thing of it. She came in the press behind them. The multitude of people was following the Lord. She didn't let anybody put her off. She came in the press behind them. She pressed her way. She pushed her way through the crowd to get to Christ. In other words, nobody was going to, as it were, stop her coming to the Lord. She didn't allow anyone in that crowd. They pressed on Christ to keep her back from coming 
to the Savior. And boy, how the devil uses that sort of thing. A person comes under conviction. They know they need to be saved. And the devil comes in. What about your friends? What do your friends say? What do your workmates say? What will your drinking pals say? If you tell them you become a Christian. And so often that holds individuals back from coming to the Lord Jesus. But obviously this woman didn't mind what others said about her or thought about her. She was going to come to Christ. That day she had a need that she knew only Christ could meet and only Christ could help her there are those they have a need they're afflicted with a plague that's worse than anything this woman suffered it's the plague of sin. And there's no cure for it. Anywhere else. Except in Christ. Oh I know. People think well if I join a church. The Lord will accept me. Or well if I, if I do the best I can. And, and, and try and live an upright life that, that'll help me in my relationship with God no if that was the case Christ would not have needed to have left heaven and come to earth and suffered on the cross and buried and rise again if there was any other way There was no need for the Lord Jesus to come into this world. What did the Lord say? What did the Lord say? I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. But by me. But by me. And as far as this woman was concerned, she tried everything. She had tried the broken cisterns that all the waters filled. She tried every position. She spent all that she had. There was nothing better. And the only one, the only one, one who could help her that day was passing by. And when she heard about Christ and he was passing by, she came. Didn't need to be prompted. All she needed was to hear a Christ. And she came. <laughs> as well as this woman who heard about Christ, we notice also the woman who was healed by Christ. Now that she had made her way to the Lord, we see what she did. We notice her touch. Verse 27 and verse 21. She came and felt if only she could touch his clothes but that's not all touch his garment all she wanted to do and needed to do in verse 27 and when she heard of Jesus came in the press behind and touched his garment but Luke includes a little detail that Mark omits about this woman coming and touching the Lord's garment. 
because Luke 8 and verse 44 we're told Luke said she came behind him and touched the border of his garment that was a detail that Mark omitted. Mark said she came and touched his garment but Luke tells us she came and touched the border of his garment that's interesting that that detail is given anyone who does any dressmaking what is the last thing they do the last part of any dress that being, is being made is the border that's the last bit whenever the border is done and completed the garment is finished and so the border of that garment speaks of the work being finished how we see it by the finished work of Christ that's how we see it that's how we're healed of the plague of sin coming and putting our trust in the finished work of Christ there he hung upon the cross there on Golgotha's brow and there he cried out it is finished and he gave up the ghost the work of redemption was finished salvation was purchased for all who would trust in him the work was finished and how this woman coming and touching the border of his garment typifies for us the finished work of Christ and she came and touched that border or that hem as we often sing she came in the crowd behind him and touched the hem of his garment and she was made whole that's what she did finished work the great work of salvation can only be found in the finished work of Christ only the blood of Christ can cleanse the sinner from all sins and iniquities make them whole so the sinner is it not time to touch the finished work of Christ to come and trust in the finished work of Christ plunge beneath that flood and lose all your guilty stains praise the Lord as well as the touch we notice also the trust again verse 28 and she said if I may touch but is closed I shall be whole. Simply put, this woman trusted Christ by faith. There she is. If I may touch his clothes, I shall be whole. That's putting your trust in Christ that's placing her faith in the Lord but sure is not how we're saved is not what you tell the sinner trust Christ and he'll save you is not what we say for by grace are you saved through faith 
through faith and that not of yourselves it is the gift of God not of works lest any man should boast <coughs> well that woman put her trust in Christ that day put her faith in him and we have noted she tried all the positions was nothing better only but worse and here the divine physician was passing by and she put her trust in him for by grace are ye saved through faith put her faith in God she put her faith in Christ That's what you need to do. But we already know it. If you know not Christ, in this world, or the world to come, then there's no hope. There's no hope. No hope. But put your trust in Christ. Put your faith in Him. Then you'll have hope, all right. Oh, it's not a hope so. No, sir, it's not a hope so. You'll have the assurance and the hope of glory. And that is for sure. You have the touch, the trust, and the testimony. Trust Christ and he will save. And the deed will be done that very hour. Verse 29. She said, If I may but touch his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. Marvellous, isn't it? Notice the word straightway. It's the word that Mark likes to use. He uses the word straightway or immediately. Quite often. And here he uses it straightway. In other words, the moment she trusted Christ the moment she put her faith in him she was healed of the plague straightway you know when you go to the doctor about something and they write out a prescription and they'll say take two tablets a day and in a few days you should feel a lot better that right Lord didn't say that to this woman. For when she touched the hem of his garment, immediately, immediately, she was healed. And that's not all. For we're told, verse 29 again, the straightway, the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague in other words she knew she'd been healed she felt in her body she knew she'd been healed tell you when you receive the Lord as your saviour you'll know it some have given his testimony and they said to him, but, but how do you know you're saved? The man says, well, I was there when it happened, so I ought to know. Well, this woman was there when it happened, so she ought to know. She felt in her body. She knew the work of healing was done. She knew it. 
You can say with the hymn writer, it is done, the great transactions done, I am my Lord's and he is mine. He drew me and I followed all, charmed to confess. The voice divine. She knew it was done. Well, my friend, you repent of your sin. Confess that you're a sinner. Confess that you need Christ and receive the Lord by faith. And you go out of this meeting knowing you're saved and on the way to heaven. That's great. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Whosoever shall call simple isn't it see it's Spurgeon brought up in a Christian home and all his days up until he was 16 he believed he had to do something for the Lord to receive them and save them. And he said, he says, if I was asked to crawl on my hands and knees from John O'Groats to Land's End, I would have done it if it meant my sins were forgiven. And then one Lord's Day morning he went to his place of, wor place of worship. And the scheduled preacher didn't turn up because there had been a heavy snowfall. And one of the deacons in the church brought the word that morning. And he preached upon the text, Look unto me and be ye saved all the ends of the earth and know that I am God. And the deacon was preaching and then his eyes focused on the young Spurgeon, 16. And he stopped. He said, young man, you look miserable. You look miserable in life, you'll be miserable in death. Look on to Christ and be saved. And Spurgeon said for the first time, I realized no I didn't need to crawl on my hands and knees from John O'Groats to land there all I had to do was look and to see and he looked that day and was seen by faith and became one of the world's greatest preachers prince of preachers he's called because he looked and was saved finally and quickly the woman heard about Christ the woman was healed by Christ and the woman was honoured by Christ we're told what took place when this woman touched the hem of the Saviour's garment verse 30 and Jesus immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him turned to him turned him about in the press and said who touched my clothes not amazing she didn't even touch his body she touched his clothes and the Lord knew the Lord knew of course the disciples were marveled at this but sure look at the crowd why do you ask about who touched your clothes? Notice here, first of all, the power. <coughs> I 
And Jesus immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him. The word virtue is the word power. Knowing immediately the power had gone out of him. Power. This poor woman had suffered many things of many positions had spent all she had and was nothing better none of them had the power or the skill even to give this woman healing on another occasion a man brought his son to the Lord to be healed of a devil saying I besought thy disciples to cast him out and they could not and then we read when the Saviour cast out the devil and healed the child we read these words and they were all amazed at the mighty power of God they acknowledged that Christ being God of course demonstrated the mighty power of God and it doesn't matter how far down in sin an individual is there's power to lift him up there's power in his blood there's power with Christ Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God Paul says in 1 Corinthians 1 24 Christ the power of God as well as the power you have the perception the Lord said who touched me that did not mean the Lord didn't know Christ of course knows all who come to him and we're told then in verse 32 he looked round about to see her see her so he knew it was a woman turned round about to see her that had done this thing he wanted to look upon her and that look he looked round about that look was the look of love that was the look of grace that was the look of pity that was the look of compassion the look of Christ the look of Christ And we see what it led the woman to do. Verse 33. But the woman fearing and trembling, knowing that was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. She fell down before him. Fell down before him in thanksgiving and adoration for what the Saviour had just done and I tell you all who have known the saving power of Christ they have done that many 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 times come before the Lord fell down before him and thanked him for saving their souls Remember Legion, the land of Gadara. The Lord cast out the devils, and when the people of the city came out to see him, what did they find? They found Legion sitting clothed and in his right mind. But where was he sitting? He was sitting at the feet of Christ. You have the power, the perception, and the peace. And what lovely words were spoken to this woman by the Saviour in verse 34. And he said unto her daughter, Thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. First of all, he's addressed her 
a daughter. How will they introduce to her? A woman. No name. Nothing said about her. Just the face and the crowd. A nobody. She's come to Christ. The Lord has touched her and healed her. And now, how is she addressed now? Daughter. She's a member of the family. She's a member of the Lord's family. Because now she's referred to as daughter. As John says, but as many as received him, to them give me power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. They brought into the family. Are you in the family? Are you in the family of God today? Daughter, thy faith has made thee whole. Go in peace. That was something she hadn't had in 12 years. Indeed, you could say that was something she never had in her life. Peace. Peace. Thousands of people in this world today are longing for peace, looking for peace. They'll never find it until they find it in the Lord Jesus Christ. Who is the Prince of Peace? My peace, I leave with you. My peace, give on to you. Not as the world giveth. Give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Friend, you can know that peace today. You've heard again today about Christ. Will you come as this woman did? We trust so. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Lord, dear Lord, we give thee thanks for such a loving, caring, compassionate Savior. Cared for this woman, cared about this woman, even though she wasn't over. Lord, I pray that even today others Well, who have heard about Christ will come to him and receive him as Saviour. For he is the one who is able to make the sinner whole. Lord, write thy word upon our hearts today. Again, dear Lord, be with each one of us and each family represented here. Keep us all healthy and well and safe in our travels. Return us, Lord, to thy house this evening. Now may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be our abiding portion now and forevermore. Amen.